Hey everybody, welcome to episode 101 of the Metal Detecting Show podcast. My name is Kieran, and I have been metal detecting now for nearly 30 years. This week, let's talk about 10 mistakes we're all making when metal detecting. So, let's get on with the show. Hey everyone, before we start, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast, and I hope you enjoy the episode this week. If you want to support the show, there are many options available in the links in the episode notes below. If you want to interact with me and the show, that information's in there too. But most importantly, if you like this content and would like more, please don't hesitate to tell your friends and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Episode 101. I'll never get used to that. I hope you're having a great week this week, guys. Super busy this week, but look forward to getting out on a few midweek hunts coming up in the next few weeks. This week, I want to talk about the 10 mistakes we all make as detectorists. I have made each and every one of these. So starting with one, losing your pinpointer. I suppose there is a reason they're colored yellow and orange. I have lost my Garrett Pro Pointer in the past, which I replaced with my Nocta Macro Pulse Dive. However, losing your pinpointer has to be one of the most frustrating things that can happen to a metal detectorist. A way to mitigate this is by adding a springy, plasticky, clippy thing to the tip of it. I know the pulse dive came at one. What did they call that? A carabiner clip with a springy, hooky thing on it. <laughs> so add one of them to your pinpointer. I took mine off because it was interacting with the metal detector, but I'm psycho for keeping an eye on where my pinpointer is right now after I've lost my Garrett Pro Pointer, which, if you think about it, at 100 bucks a pop is an expensive mistake to make. In number two, in an age of light bulb batteries, not charging your batteries before you go out. This has hit me a few times, mainly in headphones, not so much on the actual detector. Obviously, the best way to mitigate this is to ensure you have your batteries charged the night before you go. Have a process where your setup to get ready involves step one, plugging in your batteries. And number three, not pinpointing properly and end up clipping your find. This is a function of not digging your hole big enough. If your pinpointing isn't accurate enough, then you need to dig a bigger hole, essentially. Now, there are some areas you can't dig a big hole, so that may not be an option for you. But to mitigate this, you need to either dig a bigger hole or to get more accurate with your pinpointing using your detector. There is nothing worse than finding a silver coin only to see that you've dragged your spade across the face of it. In number four, not wearing gloves. I love my mechanics gloves. They're the job. They really work. But if, like me, and you're used to hunting on beaches, you need to wear gloves. Broken bottles, scrapped tin cans, fish hooks, all are a hazard if you're not wearing gloves. If you're hunting in parks, a park, unfortunately, can be a magnet for drug use. And you may come across used needles in a park or razor blades. Gloves are essential. In number five, something I've done myself. Not checking your rubbish finds. I have found lumps of lead in the past where I have thought, oh, it's just a lump of lead. I'll throw it at my lead pile for melting. Only to go back and check and find that they were old, 200-year-old bullets. Double check your rubbish. Always check your rubbish. I have rings that I just happen to keep 
that I believed were junk or rings only to go back and check them and see that they were rose gold. Always check your rubbish. In number six, something I really have been beating the drum about over the last two years is researching. Not researching before you go out to a site. There is nothing worse than going out, hunting on a site all day, only to find nothing. And then on the drive home or on the walk home, wondering why you found nothing, especially if you've done no research. If there has never been people in the area, there will never be anything there. So do your research. In number seven, lucky number seven, but very unlucky for you if you're not doing this or if you're making this mistake, is in not getting permission especially in countries where metal detecting is very prohibitive. If you don't have permission to detect or if the permission is tenuous, if you're not sure if you're 50-50 on whether the permission is real or not, just don't hunt there. It's a recipe for disaster. Especially, imagine if you find something that's amazing and you have tenuous permission on that site. You are just asking for trouble. So make sure you have permission on the site. Make sure it's in writing and make sure both you and the landowner have a copy of the permission. In number eight, hunting in bad weather. I've done it myself. I've been hunting and a thunderstorm has rolled in and I have scarpered exit stage left as soon as this happens. If you think about it, in a thunderstorm, you're holding up essentially what's an antenna, which is almost like a magnet for lightning. Don't hunt in bad weather, especially thunderstorms. Now, bad weather can be an advantage to you, I don't really mind hunting in windy weather or rainy weather, especially because most of my gear is waterproof. It does sap your energy fairly quickly and it can have adverse effects on your health. But make sure you're conscious of the weather or any weather that may be coming in, especially if you're hunting on a beach. You hear countless stories of people getting washed out to sea by freak waves. Now, not necessarily detectors, but in, in Ireland, we absolutely have had a couple of stories over the last couple of years where people got washed out to sea and have perished due to freak waves. So be cognizant of that. In number nine, not spending the time to learn your detector. One of the fatal mistakes I see people making all the time is asking an established metal detectorist in a form, what settings are you using on your detector? And then complaining that those settings are actually not working for them. The reason those settings aren't working for them is because their environment is completely different than the person who created the program. You need to learn your detector and create your own program appropriate to your own environment. You also see it with some people who haven't learned their detector ramping up sensitivity as far as it goes because they believe it's going to get them as deeper and as deep as possible. All that does is just brings in a load of noise, chatter, really, really small scraps of fines, shards, flakes of iron. Everything will come in depending on your detector. So learn your detector and learn how to play your detector in the environment you operate in. In number 10, cleaning your find when there's no need to clean. For example, a copper coin with a lovely patina, a silver coin with a lovely patina, trying to clean it to make it super shiny. That is just draining value off your find. And it doesn't have to happen. I have made the mistake in the past as a noob of cleaning finds and just ruining them. So I tend to not clean anything anymore. Even some of the stuff I have on display still has the dirt on it. And one bonus mistake, number 11. Double checking your hole. 
you always have to double check your hole. Make sure there's no little nuggets lurking in there. <laughs> always check your hole. You pull out a coin, there is a good chance. I'm not saying a huge chance, but there's definitely a chance that may be a coin spill. And you may be leaving stuff behind you, assuming that there was only one find in there. So always double check your hole. And that's it for this week, guys. Let me know if I missed any obvious mistakes that you're all making. And let me know if you're like me making all these mistakes as well. That's it for this week. I hope you like this episode of the Metal Detecting Show podcast. Check out our website, www.themetaltechnicshow.com for this episode's show notes. Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the metal detecting show if you want to help the podcast stay alive or if you just want to buy me a coffee you can do so at buymeacoffee.com forward slash metal detecting if you feel like taking your appreciation to the next level feel free to leave me a positive review on any podcast directly of your choice and if you like this content and would like more please don't hesitate to tell your friends and don't forget to hit that subscribe button once again, I hope you like this episode and we will chat to you all again next week. Get out there, eyes down, good luck, don't make any more mistakes and happy hunting. <laughs>